Hey guys, Tasneema Freedy here, and welcome back to the Unfazed with Tazzy Faye podcast. Today's guest on the podcast is none other than my friend Nosheen. Some of you may know her from her YouTube channel, Oh No She Didn't, where she used to upload vlogs back in the day. We actually ended up connecting years ago because we wanted to collaborate on YouTube. So one day we had a phone call and honestly, we just hit it off. She's a lot of fun. We did finally collab after so many years for this podcast. And I interviewed her because her story of how she met her husband is kind of crazy. We always hear these horror stories about dating apps and how horrible they are, but she didn't actually go through that. She found the love of her life on one of these dating apps. And because I was in the process of making a YouTube video about the challenges people face while looking for a spouse, So I thought it would be really cool to include her story. And we talk about everything from how she found love successfully online to how she used to help a family member run their more traditional matchmaking services. Uh, It's a really fun, interesting conversation. So I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I did. Here it is. So tell me uh, a little bit about your old YouTube channel and how we came across each other. So I used to make videos mainly about complaining, just about random things, whether it was culture related, whether it was college related, whether it was, you know, just, just random things. I loved complaining. So that was my uh, point of my channel. And then we met on YouTube. Um, I don't remember how exactly, but we just connected somehow. (laughs) I I don't remember. And I think we've just been friends since. That's yeah. it. We were supposed to collab so many times and never did. <laughs> we were even going to do a podcast together. <laughs> we were going to do a podcast together. So maybe this is the start of that. Who knows? Know. We couldn't figure out We couldn't figure out the, the technical aspects. I was like, okay, so she's there. I'm here. How do we figure this out? <laughs> How do we record this? Yeah. I think we, were, we talked about like doing it through Snapchat. We, there was a whole thing, but yeah. You remember? It was like... What did I say? The title that I suggested was something like... Aunt- it was something with Jai because I... I don't even remember. Auntie's Cup of Jai. Oh, yeah. To be, yeah. Something like that. It was yeah. going to be us being like modern aunties or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I guess it's more fitting now than it was a couple years ago. I know. Ago. <laughs> now, that we're, now that we're approaching 30. Are you 30 yet? Yeah. You're 30. I am 30. I turned 30 this year. Oh, congratulations. Today's my good friend's birthday and I was like yeah 29 she's like no girl I'm 30 I was like oh <laughs> I forgot yeah. but yeah I woke up the, the day of my birthday and really felt 30 my back hurt and I was like all right this is it this is it <laughs> this is it <laughs> you know she said she didn't say her back hurt but she did say like I actually feel it today you know yeah so that's interesting you're starting a new decade of your life but yeah, it's weird I still got a little bit just a little bit of time. Uh, Cherish it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like there's something beautiful though about turning 30 and just, you know. I feel like I'm starting fresh. Like there's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird. Like it, you're transitioning into it. something new. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you just got a, you got a house, right? So that's a, yeah. that's a new change. I feel like 2020 has been the, well, it's been a year of a lot of change for a lot of people. I feel like there's still a couple months, so I'm not going to say anything. Okay. Gotcha. (laughs) So because I know you and I already 
kind of know a little bit of your story. I wanted to reach out to you just so that you could share um, with the audience, you know, kind of your experience with mm-hmm. whatever Muzmatch or Minder, whatever, whatever the apps were at the time, Bill Mill, whatever it may be. Um, so I wanted to know before meeting your husband, was it difficult finding a partner? If so, what were the challenges that you faced? So I was about the age of 24 when this happened. Uh, this happened when I, when I met my husband. <laughs> this. Um, so at that time, like I, me being the oldest like kid in my family, everyone was already like, okay, you know, let's get this process going. But my grandmother being, um, you know, that Rishta auntie in the community, I kind of assumed I'd always have an arranged marriage. And I kind of gave her the green light because I'd finished, you know, college and I had a bunch of friends that were getting married and I was just like, go ahead, you know, just go ahead. Like my parents, I didn't really expect them to find someone. Nobody really brought it to my attention, but my grandmother, you know, she always said, you know, when you're ready, let me know and I'll start the process. Um, So I told her, go ahead. I remember like literally the day after my 24th birthday, I was like, you know, you can start. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. And then I was still making YouTube videos at the time because finishing school and stuff, I had more time. And at that time, Tinder was very popular. I didn't use Tinder. I'm not going to say that. Can I, can I, I don't want to date you, but what, what, around what year was this? This was 2014. 2014. Okay. Yeah. So I did not use Tinder, but Tinder was one of the apps that was hip and happening. Everyone was using it. Um, Probably not for the right reasons at the time because it had that stigma to it. And now the um, South Asian community started making apps. So this was very early on. That's why I'm not going to say the app's name because at that time it was, you know, probably in a still first draft of it. So I don't want to like say anything mean about them. Um, so I was very interested in just like the process of like, okay, what are they doing? It is it like, you know... Um, shadi.com where you have this profile like how would you swipe so I was more interested in like what type of people are on there and I wrote like a category like not a category but multiple categories so from what I remember one of them was like guys that had pictures that weren't of like humans so it was like a rose or a car <laughs> or like some kind of quote in Urdu or something uh-huh. something yeah. like that So um, then there were a lot of pictures of like guys with sunglasses. Mm -hmm. Like, why are you not showing your eyes? Like there were a lot of pictures with sunglasses. Yeah. Because, you know, at that time, Tinder was really popular with the picture with, you know, the guy with the fish. So I was just like, okay, let's see what Desi guys do. And that was going to be the whole video. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I wasn't, I was only going to be on there for two weeks. I just saw the app, downloaded it. I did use my picture and then my bio was a joke. It was, what do you call a lonely banana? Mm-hmm. And some people got it. Some people didn't. So I wasn't really <laughs> on there and looking. I wasn't trying to find anything. It was, it was more, more of, of like an experiment. Yeah. Okay. It was research based. <laughs> and so one of the categories was DJs, guys who have DJ photos. And then, um, yeah. So I think I'm just going on. I'm skipping your questions. No, you're fine. Okay. I, forgot, I forgot what the question was. Uh, now I'm oh, talking about how I met him. Oh, I was just asking if it, like before um, you met him, was it difficult to find a partner? Um, 
and what were the what were the challenges that you were facing? Okay, so I messed up the question. That's okay. <laughs> so we start if you want to, if you want to start, you know what? We can start there. Like I okay. said, you had a success finding a partner through an app. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that story. So finish, finish your story. Okay. So on, uh, I remember this day because I was in the category of looking for guys with DJ photos. And so I saw my now husband's photo. His second picture was him, you know, DJing. And I was like, all right. And I remember, you know, swiping or I think, it, I think it wasn't even swiping at that point. You put, you hit like yes or no, or I don't even remember, but automatically it said you have a match. And okay. I was like, all right, put my phone down. And then I woke up the next day and I was like turning my alarm off and there was a, you have a message. Okay. And that was fine. I was messaging multiple people on the app just to like, see. Play a play. How <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I was not. See, now I sound bad. I sound so no, no, bad. I was just joking. I was just, I was just <laughs> making, I'm just giving shit. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Um, so I saw the message and he was like, your joke is lame. And I was just like, what? Not like on the app, like the people that I did match with, they're like, oh, what's the answer to the joke? And it's like, Kayla, and, you know, or the haha, that's funny. Or, oh, that's a funny joke. Or, you know, I was just trying to make my profile just lame, like just trying to get it over with. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even think twice about the bio or the joke or whatever it was. And he was like, your joke is lame. And I remember just staring at that as soon as I woke up, just like, wow, this guy is mean. Like, what is this guy's problem? What do you mean my joke is lame? Like, that, what, how dare you match you? with me to, you know, did you like, like my picture just because you wanted to tell me my joke was lame? And then afterwards, like he, he said that I knew I was going to match with you just to tell you your joke is lame. <laughs> <laughs> so my response naturally was, no, you're lame. And then we just started talking just like back and forth then. But at the time, you know how Tinder is like, you know, it's in your area, the people that you match with. Mm-hmm. The app that I was using, I don't think it got to that point because it was a lot of people I was matching with like in the East Coast. Okay. Not e- and I think I matched with someone who was in Canada. So me being in California, I didn't really match with anyone in California. It was mm-hmm. New York. It was uh, Florida. It was like Minnesota. It was just random states that were not California, mm-hmm. which was fine. I mean, I wasn't really looking at that. But then he was like, oh, let's go hang out and get kebabs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, okay, where are you? Where are you at? Sure. But my intention wasn't to like hang out with him. I just wanted, okay. I was curious, where is this guy? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I don't know. He doesn't get my humor, I guess. Right. He was like, oh yeah, come to DC. And I was like, DC? What the heck? I'm in California. And so then- yeah, That's like totally opposite. Yeah, it was yeah. completely opposite. So- I didn't give my phone number to the guys. I didn't like, I didn't see a need to really continue the conversation. Cause I was only going to be on the app for two weeks okay. and collect my data. And then I already had, like, I have my video. It's still ready to go if I need to, if I ever need to make it, but yeah. it'll just be dated obviously. Um, so I was like, okay, maybe cause he asked for my phone number and I was like, okay, maybe should I, should I give him my real number? Should I give him my fake? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. (laughs) So I was like, okay, I'll give you my real number. And he was like, okay, that's not shady. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I gave him my number and then I kind of just left it at that. I had pretty much like took my profile off. I was ready to like delete it. Um, and then he texted me, hi, Noreen. 
Noreen. <laughs> Noreen. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know, my name is Nosheen. <laughs> <laughs> so at that point, I was all right. Okay, he doesn't like my. He made fun of my joke. He's he calling me Noreen. He's calling me Noreen. Yeah. <laughs> I gave him my real number for what? So I was just like, I corrected him, and I like corrected. I just spelled my name with the little asterisk and just sent that. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Oh, I'm sorry." So okay, he was he apologized, made a mistake. That's fine. Um, but then he ghosted me. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, this story sounds bad. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> your husband seems kind of mean. Yeah, yeah. At first he makes fun so, of you. He calls you. Yeah, and then go see. So I think like a couple of days went by, not like like just like maybe two or something. I was like, what the heck? Like I, it was just piling on. I was like, I gave this guy my phone number. He said my joke was like I kept going through. Said my joke was lame. He didn't (laughs) know my name, and now he's ghosting me. And so I was like, listen, if you don't want to talk, like I, I, I don't remember. I wish I saved those text messages. Uh But um, so I was just like, listen, if you don't want to talk to me, like you know. And I've never done that. Like, I'm not a mean person. So, yeah. Or maybe I am. I don't know. But <laughs> I never, like, like called someone out like that. Right. And then right away, he was like, sorry, there's a family emergency. And I was like, oh, my God. Okay. Like, okay, I need to calm down. Like, I had yeah. to, you know, step back. And I was like, all right, whenever you're free, you know, just text me and stuff. And he was like, sorry, I meant to text you. This was, like, last minute. And I was just like, oh my God, like, I'm so mean. Like, you know, I, I forgot, you know, people have lives and, you know, does, the world doesn't revolve around me or anything. Yeah. But, um, I was just kind of just taken back by that. And then, then he just started texting me. I think that that kind of opened the door of just like let, letting him, you know, take charge of the conversation. Okay. And then from there, like we FaceTimed. Um, I, I think the process was just like, you know, it was easy. It was easy to talk to him, Mm -hmm. but the beginning part, I was kind of just like going back and forth. And I know a lot of people, like when they match with someone, they overanalyze, you know, what the conversation is when we don't know what could be happening in that person's life. Right. Right. So, so that, that's basically how it all started. And I like to tell everyone, yeah, my husband ghosted me when we matched. <laughs> yeah. But I, then we get into the process of like, oh, this was happening. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You get into I, I like to else. tell that story. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's interesting. And it's interesting because also you tried these, the app or whatever it may be like in its early stages. So that's, I think. Very you know, glitchy. And I don't know how they are now, obviously, but from what, like, I have a few friends that still are using the apps and, like, everything's completely changed. Like, the whole, like, just the platform is just completely different, which is good for the app. Right. And now there's multiple apps, but I didn't get that opportunity to collect that for my video or to even use them to find someone. I mean, I found someone, so I don't need, it's not necessary. Right. But, um you know, it's just interesting to see how much it's grown mm-hmm. just from a couple of years ago. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, but I, I think what's really, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people who have success stories, but I hear a lot about really bad stories. So yeah, so do I. It's crazy that like, you know, you just downloaded this app for kind of like your own experiment or whatever it is, you know, for your video and you 
ended up meeting your husband yeah. without even having I didn't attention. Think, yeah, I didn't think these would work because of just the way our culture is mm-hmm. and like with catfishing and just yeah. all of that. Like, and the whole, I used to hear horror stories about Tinder at the time. And, you know, obviously it's gotten much worse and yeah. there's multiple apps. And mm-hmm. I had no intention of meeting anyone. And my, like, I just assumed I would have had an arranged marriage when I was just ready. Okay. I didn't, I wasn't looking. I wasn't interested in anyone. I didn't care. I was so focused on, you know, school because I was starting to do my master's and then, mm-hmm. you know, what I wanted to do career wise. So I didn't really care for all of that. And then I knew in the back end, if I really wanted to get married, my grandma's there and has a list of okay. God knows how many people that she may or may not know. And I didn't, and I was so naive to the whole process of like Rishta's too, because I, when I helped my grandma, then I understood that this is something that, you know, obviously it's serious because you're trying to help someone find a spouse, but there's a lot of demands and there's a lot of like little things that, you know, families want and the person wants. And sometimes it doesn't mesh with what the family, it's just a whole thing. Like I helped my grandma for like maybe four months when I Mm -hmm. moved uh, here first. And I was just like, wow, this is wild. (laughs) Yeah. Like I understand the stresses of finding someone and the stresses of like completely handing your bio data off to some Rishta auntie and you don't know what's being said and what's being exchanged. And, um, like I tried to help her. I was successful in some of them, but a lot of them, like it takes time. Everything takes time. Apps take time. Meeting someone in person takes, everything takes time. So I can't yeah. imagine, especially with COVID, like how this is even going. Yeah. It must be tough. It must be really tough. And, but it's, I think, you know, it sounds like your recipe for finding somebody is download the app. <laughs> Don't have any intention to find anybody create your own experiment, whatever, whatever your reason is for getting it. And then you'll find them. (laughs) I mean, I've told people like my story won't match theirs if they're looking for someone, but Mm -hmm. maybe be open-minded. Yeah. Maybe swipe on someone that you're not attracted to, but in words, you know, their little bio sounds attractive. Yeah. Maybe swipe on someone who isn't the height that you want. Like, you know, there's little things that apps like tell us to fill out, like what you're looking for or like age range and all that. Um, Just be open-minded, I would say. Like I went into that, no expectations at all. Right. And kind of just swiped on whoever fit in those categories. And I don't know what the hell happened. I mean, I don't know what happened, but um, yeah. So that's, that's it. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, that's cool. But, or not, but (laughs) I'm trying to see what the next question is. Yeah. did I ramble too much? Was that okay? No, you, you know, no, it's good. Uh, so would you recommend using an app or online matchmaking services? Why or why not? So nowadays I feel like the apps or matchmaking services are a little better. I know I forgot the name of that website, but like there's actual people that do the matchmaking. It's not like a machine. No, it's not, it's not okay. an app where it's like, oh, here, this person's in your area or whatever. Um, I forgot what it's called. I should I should have did this before. That's okay. Okay. So um, I would recommend it, but I wouldn't say 
to let that be your only source of finding a soulmate or, you know, a potential spouse. Um, I would say use Rishta aunties because they're going to come, they're going to bug you anyway. So just be like, yeah, sure. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. leave me alone. Here you go. Or, you know, tell your parents, all right, go ahead. Just do it. Like, right. um, just so it's out of your way and nobody's stressing you out at home. And then definitely, you know, try the app, see what's out there, see what, you know, you like, because you don't want to end up with someone that you don't like. Right. Cause that yeah. would just, that would just be bad. And then, yeah, I would say I do recommend them, but obviously be cautious, be smart. Um, there's a lot of people with bad intentions out there. There's a lot of like catfishing. So there's so many ways that you can like, you know, check if the person is fake now, right? Even some of the apps, I don't know if the, if they make you verify, right? They like make you take a yeah. picture. Yeah. You have to like be an actual person. Yeah. Yeah. So, or like make them take a picture with a random object or FaceTime. Like, yes, it's awkward, but if you want to know what the person looks like, just FaceTime them yeah. or set up a time. And you know, the first thing, if they're like, Oh no, I can't, they keep like, you know, doing stuff like that. Cause I have, I have a friend that that was the situation. Like she's like, Oh, do you have time to FaceTime? Even just like two minutes, be like, just show me your face. Yeah. That's what I did with my husband. I was like, you know, I don't know if you're catfishing me. And then he said the same. He's like, I don't know if you're catfishing me. Yeah. So I was like, all right, show me your face. So we FaceTime for like, all right, two minutes. All right, bye. Bro, I was strict. <laughs> I was like, listen here. I need you to send me a video of you yeah. saying today's date and time. And See? then I'll that's smart. That's what See? I did. <laughs> you just have to, you just have to, you know, be smarter than the app. Yeah. And be cautious because I've heard horrible stories and you know, it sucks that there's people out there that, you know, use these apps and they take advantage of other people, but you just have to, you just have to be careful. If you're going to be serious, you know, be serious and treat it like that. So I want to ask you a question that is not on the list and it's just pivoting off of what you said. Cause I, I was thinking about it and I didn't think about it until that moment, actually, that there's so much stigma around everything. Like Mm -hmm. uh, for me, the idea that an auntie was going to find my spouse, I was like, hell no. Like this rich, this idea of not, I was so unbelievably uncomfortable with it. I felt so strange. Like even when some things happen and like my parents would get excited, like to me, it was such an odd feeling. And I almost felt embarrassed of it because maybe some in this culture it's embarrassing yeah the stigma around it like i didn't like the whole arranged marriage process either but i didn't know any different like mm-hmm. everyone that i knew that was in a relationship they had been in the relationship for a long time yeah and then all the girls that were getting married around that age or that year or whatever finishing college is like everybody came out with like surprise engagements and surprise yeah. weddings and you know, and then you're just like, oh, maybe I should, you know, get this ball rolling too. Right. So I had always just assumed that, you know, arranged marriage, but yes, it's awkward because our generation is not used to that. Right. And like, even my husband, his parents, they didn't have an arranged marriage. Yeah. Neither. But like my parents did, my parents didn't see each other till like oh, a month before okay. they got married. So like, I wasn't, I wasn't against it, but I understood why people don't like it. Yeah. And the more that I learned the process of arranged marriage, yeah, I I wouldn't have done it. 
back then. I probably would have, you know, tried my best to find someone on my own. It's hard. Relationships, finding someone, not disappointing your parents, you know, trying to get this process going and then starting the next next chapter of your own life with someone that you know that you can get along with and that's not a complete stranger. It's all it's all hard and there's too much pressure of like just getting married in our culture, mm-hmm. too much pressure. Yeah. And it's unfair. It's unfair to our generation because we're not just getting married and that's it. Especially the women of our generation. We're not just getting married and that's it. We yeah. have dreams. We have goals. We want to do all this stuff. And to be unmarried and to be, you know, past the age of 25. Oh, Yeah. Why, why are we, you know, looked at a way? Oh, people used to feel so, I could see it in their eyes, the way they talked yeah. to me. I'm like, my own family doesn't feel sorry for me. Please don't, I don't need your pity. I don't need, exactly. you know, I could tell just the way that they would talk to me. I'm like, you know what? Like, you know, even when they got the news that I got married, we are so happy. I'm like, you yeah. don't care about me. You never cared about me. Let's not pretend that you care about me. Okay. It's like, like, why is it your stress? You know? Like even my relationship, like when I told my parents, when the parents were talking, when I told my grandparents and just like, you know, close relatives, a lot of like outside, you know, um, family friends and stuff, they felt bad for me too. Like, oh, you know, they would go to my parents. Oh, she's not married yet. Like you guys should start looking. Um, Like, don't you think like, and when people do that, I'm like, don't you think that they haven't already thought of that? Like what makes you think Coming and saying, <laughs> have you guys tried this? Have you yeah. done? You think my parents like haven't already thought of things or considered for their own child? Like, yeah. Why the things that anyway, sorry. And then know. they get in your parents' heads and then your parents come to you and say stuff and then it's a whole thing. So I don't know. Like, I feel like nowadays people are taking control over, you know, how they're finding someone just because there's been a lot of like, you know, broken engagements or divorces or it's just a lot. And I'm just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I recommend everything, but then I don't at the same time. So well, what, <laughs> answer what your do you, question. <laughs> how would you say, like, let's say there are people struggling mm-hmm. who feel embarrassed about going the Rishta route or doing the app thing or doing anything, you know, what's your advice to them in terms of like getting past that stigma or getting past like being embarrassed about the avenue in which they're finding or trying all of it, you know, what, what, how do you remove that sense of, I don't know if you can answer that question, but yeah. just throwing it out there. I mean, I've had people like ask me, cause when I did help my grandma with Rishta, they would ask like, you know, what should I do? Like as the person, what should I do? And I say, you know, be open-minded, but you get exhausted. Apps are exhausting. Having to constantly read people's bios, like somebody sent, it's exhausting because again, you don't want to disappoint that person that did the, you know, the research and found this person for you and thinks they're a good match. But, you know, you just have to know what you want in a spouse or somebody that you want to spend the rest of your life with. I don't think that our generation is the type to just settle just to, you know, like 
just to settle. Like we mm-hmm. want to have a partner. We want to have a companion. We want to have someone that, you know, we're after a long, hard day of work that you can come and chillax with them. Like you want that. And yeah. I want that for everyone too. And that's why I was trying to help my grandma, but it's just our culture. When the parents get too involved or the kids don't know what they want or not yeah. the kids, but the, the yeah, yeah. person doesn't know what they want. It becomes yeah. a very like, I don't want to say toxic situation, but it's not good. It's toxic. You can say it's, it. <laughs> it's I mean, not it's toxic. I mean, if you don't want to describe <laughs> it that way, but I think in some, in some cases it can definitely be toxic. But when it's, there are like healthy versions of it. Like the parents mm-hmm. know what their child wants. They're letting their child, you know, communicate with the person. But if you're like, if you're two parents, right. And you're trying to find a Rishta for your kid and, but you want to talk to the parents only. No, it should be the kids talking to each yeah. other. Yeah. Have that introduction, you know, whatever, but it should be them talking. Um, that's oh. the only thing with arranged marriages. Yeah. If, if the parents are too involved, that's when I feel like it's not okay. Yeah. And I think there's times also that I've seen, and I'm not criticizing other people. I had my own problems and yeah. I've made YouTube yeah. videos and whatever. But um, I think one thing is like distinguishing what your parents think is like important and what you think is important in terms of like they may not like your that your in-laws are a certain way but it's like you're not marrying yes you're kind of you're marrying into the family don't get me wrong but like you're not marrying them like Mm -hmm. if their lifestyle is a certain way it matters what the boy is like it matters what the girl is like what because we're not always exactly how our families are you know like exactly so so parents need to be open-minded too yeah Parents, yeah, there you go. Be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> parents need to. Be, everybody, the whole process. Everyone needs to be open minded because right. yes, you're you're gonna, you know, like for example, being the girl, you're gonna marry into the guy's family. Yes, you're gonna have to learn their the way that that family functions, and you're gonna be that bohu that you know. It's just that title is just like so intense, you know. Yeah. So. I don't know. Like, it's just, everybody has to be open-minded. Like there were some rishtas that I helped my grandma with that. Like it was easy. Parents said, okay, if my child likes this person, get it going. All right. Mm -hmm. Have them communicate texts, let them exchange phone numbers. It was a simple handoff. But then there were those parents like, oh, that girl's height is not okay. And then, and those, those kind of, uh, traits that they're looking for, it obviously reflects in that person too. So even right. the Rishtas that I helped that the parents weren't involved, they want someone, oh, she's not tall enough. She's not light enough. He's too dark. He's, he, he wears glasses. He's you know, I never it's, understood the height I, thing. I the, like, I feel I like either. the height thing is such a big thing. Like, and I've also met girls who are like my, I'm pretty short. I'm like yeah. five, two or whatever. And it's like, oh, he has to be so and so height. Why? Like, mm-hmm. if you're five two, five three, five five, you don't need somebody who's <laughs> six foot four. Like, don't no, save them for the this. tall girls. I'm five yeah. eight. <laughs> yes. Like, I'm like, and it's like, no, they have to be. Why? 
Like you can manage with somebody who's five, eight, you'll be fine. Like no one, you know what I mean? I I don't know. I just, that's something that I just don't, I just don't understand because I'm like, that shouldn't be in a disqualifier. Fine. If that's a preference, but that should not be a disqualifier. And then like even the topic of divorce, like if someone's open to someone who was never married, marrying a divorced person, like that shouldn't be a thing. Yeah. I don't understand why, like there were a few people that, um, you know, I would tell my grandmother, I know them, they're divorced and it would, I just felt bad because that their situation and the reason they got divorced shouldn't be the reason why they're not going to get married again. Yeah. If they're obviously putting themselves out there, they want to be married to, again. They want to yeah. be with someone. They want to be with the right person this time. And I think people who are who get divorced, this is my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think people who have already gone through a marriage are actually more prepared and have exactly. a more realistic expectation of marriage than somebody who hasn't gone through it. So yeah. that stigma around someone being divorced is stupid because it's like that person actually understands what it, they understand how you fail a marriage. They understand what mm-hmm. it takes to be in a marriage, you know? And so, I mean, I'm sure there's some toxic divorces and maybe some people don't learn, but I, you know, I don't know. I don't agree it's with just, that either. I think with the arranged marriage, it's just all these factors and then people expect it to just be like that. Like, okay, they called my grandma. My grandma has this list. She actually has booklets of like random names and numbers and, you know, their cast system and their heights. And I'm just like, really? Like it has to go. What about the person's personality? What about right. like, you know, besides education, like, does this person like to travel? Does this person like, you know, cats? Does this person, you know, like right. all these types of things? Because when you're talking to someone on your own, these are the things you're interested in, right? right. Like I remember um, when I met my sister-in-law's husband for the first time he asked me one question and that was do you like cats and I was like yes I have two myself so like you know it's yeah my husband didn't care at the time but like that's his family that's asking me these questions and you know even when my husband and I were talking we're not talking about caste system and like your height and your weight and your eye size and, you know, what color hair you have. And these things don't matter when it's the person, when you're talking to the actual person, but the families, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But I mean, maybe some people are raised like that and that's all they care about too. Maybe there are people. There are people like that. It's very superficial and it's very sad. And I, I don't, you know, want to bash anybody, but if those are the things that you're looking for in a spouse, height, weight, hair color, um, skin color, you should probably reevaluate what kind of traits you want in a spouse. Or be okay being alone. Cause or, or be okay being alone. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah. It's just stupid. Yeah. I wish I had more experience on the apps to share, but you know, okay. when I was on the apps, it was more of research and I wasn't really trying to talk to anybody. Um, but from what I experienced, besides the guy, other guys that I was communicating with besides my husband, it seemed like people were trying to see a connection, see if there okay. was a connection. So it felt nobody legit. was, yeah, nobody was, I did get ghosted a couple of times and I ghosted some people too, because the conversation was just like lame, like, hi, hi, yeah. okay. All right. 
no, cool. how are you? No, no, no effort, you know? So I understand. And then I have, you know, a bunch of friends that have met, you know, their now spouses or, you know, fiancés or boyfriend, girlfriends, whatever they've met on like Tinder and they're Muslim or they've met on any of these other apps that are provided for us or they've met through the aunties or they've met through friends. Like, you know, even like I know it's it's kind of awkward when it's like a Rishta auntie or like a relative or like a friend saying, Hey, I know this person because I mean, to me, if somebody came to me like that, it would, you won't, don't want to disappoint that person or be like, Mm -hmm. okay, maybe if they did, you know, find someone, they're obviously, you know, looking out for my best interest, but that's not always the case. They probably just know that this auntie has a single son. That's the same age as you. Or, yeah. You know, <laughs> that's yeah. probably the only only thing they know. So I would just, you know, you have to be open-minded, but you have to be smart at the same time. Right. And you have to really want it. Because if you're on these apps just trying to mess around, you're going to hurt someone's feelings and that's not fair to them, that's not fair to you. Um so I don't know. I feel like the apps are good at the same time. They're probably very bad. <laughs> yeah. Just like everything. Um, Jewish aunties, sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're yeah, bad. Sometimes it's a, like, <laughs> that's, that's life. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. my last question for you, whether it's, you know, helping your grandma with the whole Rishta business, whether it's your friends or whether it's you personally, what was the biggest challenge or is the biggest challenge that people face when they're trying to find their potential spouse, in your opinion? I think in my opinion, the biggest challenge would be to find someone that fits your life. Because I think we, when we're looking for a spouse, I'm just speaking from the woman's perspective. We know we're going to leave our families. We know that we're going to have to adjust, but it's an adjustment for the man too. It's an adjustment for both parties. And I think that's the most difficult part is understanding that person before getting married, before getting engaged, before, you know, becoming boyfriend, girlfriend, before that is just understanding that, is this the person that I can see, you know, talking to, like, can I talk to them every day? Like, is this easy for us? Or are we going to argue a lot? Is there a lot of misunderstanding in our communication is, do I have to explain things like, you know, yourself. Yeah. You know, yourself, you know, your personality. So I think the most difficult part is, can I get along with this person forever? Yeah. <laughs> so basically determining compatibility is really hard to yeah. predict. And it's for, hard. For that's why you're on all these things. Right. And that's why like, some people it's just easy. Like I'll be honest with me and my husband, when we started like really talking, it was just easy. We both made each other laugh and that's all I wanted in a future spouse. I just Mm -hmm. wanted someone who understood my humor and could make me laugh and I can do the same for him. Like we both can just like look at each other and just crack up about the most randomest things. And he's not somebody that laughs out loud. Mm-hmm. So I always found satisfaction of making him laugh out loud. <laughs> so that was, that was my thing that I really like this guy. Cause I can make him laugh. I'm not good. Yeah. I can, I laugh at anything. I I'm, I'm, you know, easily amused, but I can make this guy laugh. Yeah. So that's what I was attracted to more so than, you know, his height and his, you know, everything else. Um, so it, I would say just 
if you're going to go into this, obviously be open-minded, but know what you want. And don't be like superficial. Like there, things change, life happens. Don't look for someone who's like super rich or like, you know, somebody who has this very specific type of job because they can lose that job. They can lose that money. Mm -hmm. You want to be able to be with that person if they lose everything, right? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. That's so, a good point. And all this, I didn't know when I was 24. I went into this as a game. <laughs> like I went into this as a video. Like, it's going to be hilarious. I'm going to get hella views. Like, I did not <laughs> think... <laughs> Yeah. I did not think, I thought I was like, you know, going to do like a, like, this was going to be it. This was going to be my moment on YouTube because, you know, this was happening with the South Asian, like we had those websites like Rate Desi and like, you know, Shadi.com and all these things, but nothing was serious, you know? And so these apps, I didn't see them as serious till now. Okay. Even when I met my, my husband, I didn't see it as, oh, this is serious. I, it wasn't even for us. We were like, yeah, we met on an app, big deal. But it wasn't the app that, like, I don't know. Made the relationship. Made the relationship. Yeah, you guys were just meant to find each other, and that was... I don't know. That was just was the so way. Weird. Yeah. It's sometimes, cool. It is cool, but sometimes it freaks me out, too. Because I was like, you know, I don't remember matching with anybody else. Yeah. And I specifically... Maybe because he's my husband now. I, just, <laughs> I don't you know, remember anything. Green. <laughs> but I don't remember anything else. Like, I don't remember my conversations with the other people. I don't remember, like, what, like, with my video, like, how I was going to do this. But I remember looking at his picture and I was like, oh, another DJ. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, even our conversation, like, I wish I kind of, like, saved everything. Uh-huh. But maybe it's good that I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Thank you so much for doing this interview and I really appreciated everything that you said and your insight. You really gave gave us some, you know, some really great stories and advice and I appreciate it. No problem. Yeah. No problem at all. Okay. And that concludes our episode for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate the support so much. If you enjoyed the podcast, please go ahead and leave me a rating and review. It would help a ton. Thank you, truck, for driving by and ruining my sound. Anyway, this is me, Tazzy Faye, Tasnima Freedy, signing out. Thank you. Bye. Out.